Hi everyone, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for listening. So I wanted to start with a little poem before I start today's podcast episode. It's titled On Happiness. Happiness is often confused with perfection. It is seen as a smoothness in external events where everything you like and love about life remains precisely abundant. The problem with perfection is that it's mythical. It is an imaginary pathway that, with enough time, will lead back to sorrow. Being attached to perfection is not only a refusal to accept the ups and downs of reality, but also a manifestation of the cravings to control. Life does not unfold in a straight and unbreakable line. Its movements are choppy, unpredictable, more similar to waves in the ocean. And as much of it is out of our control... Given, giving external events a high degree of importance over how you feel inside will lead you far away from happiness. Happiness is also confused with the sensation of pleasure. Wherever we come in contact with something agreeable, a subtle pleasant sensation will move through the body and we react to it with craving. The problem with pleasure is that it quickly becomes an endless chase. We keep trying to place ourselves in situations that give us feelings we are attached to. The unpopular truth is that the abundant pursuit of pleasure is a pathway that leads to dissatisfaction and sorrow. Pleasure is so fleeting that it is not reliable enough to be the center of our lives. Solely seeking pleasure or perfection does not make for a fulfilling existence. It actually creates the conditions for superficial interactions and its function and, and it functions as a barrier that can stop you from getting to know every part of yourself. If your attachment to pleasure is very high, then you will have a hard time sitting with the hurt or traumatized parts of yourself. Being attached to perfection or pleasure can limit your ability to be vulnerable with yourself and other people because you'd rather be immersed in something that is pleasant. Anything pleasant is incredibly temporary and will leave you with an unquenchable thirst for more. Healing yourself is an opening to true happiness. Letting go of the mental burdens you carry from the past will help your mind become clearer and more aligned with the natural flow of life. Often the hurt that weighs you down functions as a wall that stops you from fully engaging with the present moment. And process hurt also limits the flow of compassion because too much of our energy is focused on surviving one day at a time. This hinders the ability to deepen interpersonal connections. The happiness that is derived from being able to exist peacefully in the present moment is a quality that must be developed deliberately. Happiness does not just happen. You need to tend your inner garden, remove the weeds, and plant the right seeds. Happiness is a product, meaning mental balance and the ability to be calm and objective. From this space of clarity and composure, the real essence of happiness can develop, which is inner peace. A type of peace that is not controlled or defined by external events, one that can move with the waves of life without getting overwhelmed or tossed around. Happiness can multiply and enhance the finer mental qualities that make life beautiful. Like being able to love yourself and other people or being able to see more perspectives perspectives than just your own. At its core, happiness is accepting reality and appreciating the miracle of the moment without getting lost in the craving for more. So, really long, I don't even, I can't even call it a poem, but um, a little kind of excerpt from the 
new poetry book that I think I've mentioned in maybe one past episode um, called The Way Forward by um, Pueblo. Um, so much to it. I actually didn't read the entire, it's three pages. Um, I got to the second one and I, I got to the second page and before I kept reading, I was like, you know what, I'm going to pause and actually just finish it on um, a little episode that I'm going to make. And um, I think it was very fitting for lots of things that are going on in my life and to kind of stick to the intention that I have with this podcast episode of, you know, not digging into details or digging into the past, present, or future. I really like to focus on the lessons that I've learned along the way. I was um, telling somebody who I um, met abroad who I guess I had never mentioned my podcast to her. I've been friends with her for a while. And um, I asked her if she wanted to come on and speak on my podcast episode. And she was like, you you have a podcast? <laughs> um, so that is in the making. But she was reading my little like bio or intro that I think it must have been three years ago when I wrote that and just hearing her read it back to me. Um, she was trying, I think she was trying to imitate my voice as she was reading it. Um, kind of just reminded me a lot about, um, the intentions and purpose of my podcast episodes. And I think that has deviated for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, um, but yeah, just reflecting on, I don't even know, I think the last 90 episodes or however many I have, I don't even know. Um, I am going to really, focus and try to come back to that idea of just taking my experiences and the lessons out of those experiences. Um, So yeah, (laughs) I think I urge everyone who's listening to this to do the same things. Like I'm doing this with whoever's listening about my life and I think it's important to stop and reflect and do that with your own too because I think there is so much that you can learn. Um, I think what I'm kind of experiencing now and I want to go back to the idea that he talks about with happiness and how that's kind of intertwined with perfection. Um, I think for a good chunk of my life, I don't want to say every moment of my life, but um, I think more recently, you know, coming from my undergraduate experience, I think academically I had very much of a perfect experience, um, (laughs) grade-wise, um, and now coming to grad school, and I think, um, definitely as much as I could strive, like, I, I think I went in with the intention of striving for perfection, and, like, I think I intertwined that with the idea of, you know, doing my best, learning as much as I can, um, yeah, really just, you know, performing as perfectly in my head as I wanted myself to be and um, I think I'm dealing with the difficult and overwhelming feelings of that not happening and you know my my perception of myself not perfectly not reaching the expectation I guess that I set um, for how I, I saw myself going through grad school and I guess up to this point, obviously, it's, it's, I can't really say I'm speaking from the future, you know, about 
something from the past that I've learned because I'm currently still going through it. Um, so I'm sure that there's going to be more lessons that have come out of all my failures and all of my successes. But I think, um, I think right now I have <laughs> been on a little bit of a, I've, a, a little bit of a pattern of um, academically not, you know, reaching what um, I see as good. Um, so I think just reading this poem, I don't know, there's, there's a lot to come out of it. And I think it's interesting to see, again, how he intertwines happiness with perfection. And I think it's really good to stop and reflect to see what, what those things are you know, that appear and reappear in your life that you kind of in, interweave together um, to kind of go back to me. Um, obviously, like I said, I have a lot going on with grad school and, you know, to be quite honest, like not doing as well as I want to be doing. Um, on top of that, I, and I'm sure this is something that I will also come back to as I start to go through it, but um, lots of, I think, more recently, I've been seeing a lot of changes with my mental health, and some of them being good, some of them not being so good, and I've reached a point with several of my, like, mental health care providers that um, they've said to me, you know, like, Grace, we, I've been working with you for three years and I think I'm at a point where like my toolbox of tools to give you is empty because I, I feel like I have given you everything that I have. And I think um, obviously there was a lot more to that conversation and I, my immediate reaction was like, I agree, but I, I think there's always so much that you can learn from people um, there's always more and more you can learn from somebody, but yeah, there does. And I, I think this, this goes for, you know, a lot of things in life. There's a point that you reach and, you know, you are growing. Let me pause. Let me think of what I'm going to say before I say it. You're growing, but not in the direction that, um, I don't want to say speed, it's just, it's just not it's not working. I don't I don't want to say therapy was is not working currently for me. I think um it's yeah, I think I just reached a point where like all of the tools that she's given me and that I've taken in and that I've listened and that I've used um you know have gotten me through life and I think I'm you know working more towards not just getting through life and you know taking it day by day but like instead of just like surviving, thriving. And I think it's been a while since I've felt that. I feel like a lot of my days more recently has just been, I don't know, not not sleepwalking quite, but just going through the motions. Um, and, you know, I think more recently going through the motions and have and getting some of the grades back that I've been getting has just been devastating to me. And um, you know, that's kind of when it has made me reflect on the, um, what I've been taking more recently out of therapy and how it's, you know, it's not helping me as much as I need. So yeah, that's a little bit more personal than I meant to make this episode, but I think, um, 
thinking more going back to that idea of lessons and the lessons that I've learned from this experience obviously like I said it's hard because it's not over yet but I think this is something that um I journaled about actually yesterday um and I forgot what I titled my journal entry but it was a little like note to my future self um that hope does reappear and come through come and and comes um during moments of darkness and I felt that especially this weekend um I was supposed to have um a big midterm today ended up getting kind of moved around but um yeah, I spent a lot of the weekend sitting at my desk, not moving at all. And that to me, I would um, equivalent to darkness and anxiety, which kind of just led to like dread and depression and just, you know, an overwhelming amount of feelings um, for so many reasons. Um, but I think I got so stuck in that feeling, not just this weekend, but the last, you know, couple months that I haven't felt like that um, light at the end of the tunnel or that little bit of hope um, is there. But I think uh, yesterday, like I said, I journaled about it. And I think there's a lot of um, a lot of little things when I reflected on it, where hope does re- does appear and reappear. It's just so hard to see it in the moment when there's so many overwhelming things um, going on in life. So yeah, that's my little lesson from my recent experiences is, again, going back to the idea of like perfection, that you know, you're not perfectly always going to see hope reappear in your life. You're not always perfectly going to get, you know, the external validation of grades um, how you want it to happen, but I think, um, honestly, there's, there's pros and cons to, um, let's take, like, failing a test, for example, I think, and I think tennis has taught me a lot that there's so much more to learn from your failures than your successes, and more recently, I think if I was, um, like, thinking of a recent midterm that I took, if I was to pass it, I don't think that I would have learned as much as I would have if I failed it because, um, you know, getting, getting, um, getting that outcome that you don't want really makes you think, okay, how can I do things differently? How can I do things better? And yeah, I think going back to tennis, my coach always used to say how much character that builds. And, um, I think the character academically that it's built in me has just been anxiety, but I'm really, that's something that I think moving forward, I'm going to try my best to work on and, you know, reframe and what's the word like, um, dis displace or like, um, I guess even out spread out, um, that anxiety that I feel about that one particular event, not so much spread it out, but just like find ways to acknowledge that it's there and do my best despite that. I think we all in life come from different playing fields. I know the saying is like uneven playing fields, but I think it's more, we all just have different experiences and we all, 
you know, I, I'm continuing to learn this. Like we all learn different ways. And, um, I think in undergrad, this was something that a professor of mine said that deficient, uh, different doesn't mean deficient and vice versa. Deficient, um, does not really, you know, (laughs) those things don't define you. And that was something that I was saying to, um, somebody in my program that, you know, failure or, you know, what, however that looks like doesn't define you unless you allow it to. And I do think that has been the trap that I've caught myself in recently is just, you know, when you equivalent, when you, when you decide to believe whatever external validation or invalidation is telling you, I think that um, is why it hurts so much. And I think it's so difficult to do, but giving yourself your own validation, um, is just, I think a giant kind of game changer and something that I honestly, like I do sometimes I don't do that consistently. I think everyone looks for external validations in some way, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, but when you can catch yourself doing it, Um, and kind of reframe it and be like, no, no, no. Like, I don't need that external validation from this person to tell me, um, you know, I'm going to do well. I know I'm going to do well. And even if I'm not, I'm going to be okay, but I'm going to tell myself that I can do this because I know I can do this, not because somebody else told me that I can do this. And I think, um, because I don't know when you think, when you think back to, you know, it's like when you trust somebody, it's the same thing. If you trust somebody that, you know, kind of breaks your trust, I think you, I'm, I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole here, but you, you know, you learn, I think that has in, in, in the past, that's when I've learned to go back and come back to myself and learn how to trust myself. So that was a really long way of saying that, um, yeah, I think, I think failure, I'm going to say this and laugh as I'm saying this, but failure means nothing. And it makes me think of, um, in high school during, um, one of our like tennis senior nights, there was this girl who was on our team who always just had such a weird and interesting sense of humor and I remember her um, writing, like we were doing decorations of chalk, and I remember her writing, love means nothing. Um, if you're a tennis player or know how tennis works, um, the whole idea that like love representing like zero, <laughs> the score of zero, you know, it's a funny way of saying like, yeah, love means nothing. If that, if that made sense for tennis score and you start at zero. And um, I, I laughed because the first time I read it, I was like, love means nothing but then I got you know the tennis joke but I think it's the same idea that like going back to the idea of like academics and the grade of zero you know in the grand scheme of things eventually it will start to mean nothing um and even if it does and even if that means that you fail a class you know there's again so much more to learn from that sometimes than, you know, passing and just getting by. So yeah, (laughs) I hope that, um, this related to you in some ways, I think as I'm talking, like some of these things, you know, relate to where I am in life and 
some of these things are things that I find helpful for myself. Um, some things not. So I hope, um, you know, more things were helpful for you than not. Um, but yeah, I thought it would be cool to just open to a random page of um, the same author that I read at the beginning and just read a poem. So, hmm, okay, I opened one, but I would like to find one that fits this theme. Let's see. <laughs> I read through his books really, really slowly because I think if you read poems like a book, you know, as quickly as you can, you can never take, um, you can never take as much away from them. And it's cool. I like to like, same thing that I'm doing now. I like to look, um, I like to look through it and I kind of, sometimes I'll just read until I find something that really resonates me because resonates with me because, um, of whatever place in my life that I'm at when I'm reading it. Cause sometimes things will be meaningful to me. Um, you know, in that moment, sometimes I won't be until I, you know, look back at it, but okay. I was not really looking that entire time while I was <laughs> talking, but, um, I think this one might, might, might fit the theme. <laughs> Let's see. I used to use my past as a hindrance, all of my mistakes. I have made all of the failed relationships, all of the pain I was given that I never wanted to carry. At first, I wanted to forget these memories, to scratch them out of my book of life. But now I see that every that even through my story, even, oh my gosh. <laughs> but now I see that even though my story started heavy, that did not stop me from finding my inner light. My sadness was a motivator. My pain became my teacher. If you listen closely to your hurt, it will say there's a better way than this. And all you have to do to respond is show me I'm ready. I actually really, really love that. Um, <laughs> it does, it does kind of fit, even though obviously that was not intentional because I didn't plan that. But there's two lines that I just want to read before I close out here is my sadness was a motivator. My pain became my teacher. Um, if you guys are, or are not familiar with this author, um, there's, I'm like somewhat familiar with him. He also has the book called Lighter and I think it's in that book, or I might have heard it on a podcast episode that he made, um, was, yeah, because I think one of his first books I read, I got really into this author, and I started doing all this research on him, so I think it was a podcast where he just talked about how his life started, his parents, um, I think his parents immigrated from El Salvador, and that's how I kind of, like, became interested in him, because, um, of the times that I've been to El Salvador and how much I just love the community that um, I have spent time with there. Um, so anyways, he his upbringing was very, he talks about how difficult and how traumatizing some of the experiences that he had was that led him um, when he was in college to have, issue, have drug and alcohol issues and um, I think, I know, you know, he, I don't know, there's so much I can say, but thinking back to his life and his experiences and for him to kind of make it through, and I'm sure for him, just like everybody else, it's an ongoing battle, it's an ongoing struggle. That's always how I've seen 
my mental health personally, like it's always, I mean, sometimes it's a struggle, sometimes it's not, but it's always, it's an ongoing process and it's, it's a never ending loop of learning. (laughs) Um, I don't, I know that I will never reach a point where I'm like, my mental health is perfect. Yay. Because, you know, I have, um, all of my past, present and future experiences that I know that's not realistic. Mental health is never perfect. Um, and sometimes it will be happy and sometimes it will be sad, but, um, again, for him to come, you know, go through some of the experiences that I've heard him talk about and for him to say, you know, his pain became my teacher and, um, you know, that sadness be a motivator for him is, um, super motivating for me to hear myself. So, Yes, um, I hope everybody has a great rest of their night, a great rest of their day, week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Bye.